You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us here on the RPR Network. Uh, we are Brad Gray and Janine Bitson, and we are in the middle of Real Presence Live. <laughs> and it's been a wonderful first segment, yeah. of, or first, first hour, hour, I yep. should say. Uh, but boy, we have a great second hour planned as well. Absolutely. And to kick it off, we are starting a conversation with Stephanie Winter. Good morning to you, Stephanie. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being with us this morning. So, Stephanie, um, I guess let's begin by telling us, having you tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, um, a, I've been married to my husband, Buzzy, for um, 27 years. We have five children. Um, four were born to us, and one is adopted. Oh, awesome. Um, ranging in age from 24 all the way down to 12. Um, we live in Duluth, Minnesota. Um, yeah. I'm a homeschool mom of 20-some years. Fantastic. And I'm a doula. Awesome. So uh, that's a, fam- a term that may not be familiar with some people. Tell us a little bit about what a doula is. Of course, yes. Yeah. So the word doula comes from the Greek um, servant. And so essentially a doula supports um, women during pregnancy, birth, during their labor and birth, and then in the postpartum period. Mm. Um, and so my role as a doula is um, I... I um, take on clients during pregnancy, and then I accompany them from the beginning of the, of the onset of their labor all the way through till baby is born and then afterward. And then I, I give them education and support and point them to resources in the community. Okay. Well, that's really, really a beautiful ministry that you're doing. You know, when did you first feel the desire to become a doula? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because I didn't know that there were such things as doulas when I felt a call to serve women in this time of their lives. Um, when I was first pregnant back in 1996, mm. um, I um, was very, very, very sick with hyperemesis, which is just very, very terrible morning sickness, mm. um, even to the point of I was losing a lot of weight and yep. I was hospitalized. And, um, and so I was suffering greatly and I felt very, very lonely. And that was just kind of the beginning of me recognizing a call um, just to serve women however I could to make them not feel so lonely during Mm. difficult times related to pregnancy and childbirth. Yeah, because it's not just the physical things that are going on. There are so many emotional, hormonal, (laughs) you know, things that go on. And and for many of us, at least for me, uh, our first was in 1990, and, yeah. you know, my husband's at work all day, and he's just starting a new position, and there's a lot uh, that he needs to do on his plate. So we as women, we do tend to take a lot of it on our own. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to trouble our husbands with anything. And so what a great ministry that you can be present for women in this yeah. really incredible time of their life. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, my, my wife also had a lot of a lot of sickness with pregnancy, especially like with our first uh, son. She, by the, when she was full term, she was actually 11 pounds lighter than when she first got pregnant uh, yeah. because she had been so sick and couldn't eat much of anything. And so it is, it can be a really 
horrific experience for women. And, and there's, I think, you know, as, for, as an outsider, you know, on the, uh, not, not experiencing myself, but I, I know that there's a common thought, like this is supposed to be a beautiful time. There's supposed to be something like glorious, like I'm, I'm pregnant, I get to bond with the baby and it's just constant nausea and, and feeling sick and, and worn out. And, uh, and that itself can kind of be emotionally draining. Like, like I'm not getting what I'm supposed to be getting here, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and also in our culture, the way that we've kind of lost the wisdom of what it means to be a mother and to go through pregnancy and childbirth and um, early motherhood, um, we, don't have a, um, we don't have a lot of mentors helping us with mm-hmm. that. And we have, we have our own mothers, but even our own mothers are um, influenced by the culture and then um, sometimes this insight into what's really going on spiritually and emotionally mm-hmm. and even physically. Sure. Mm-hmm. And distance, and distance between our families. You know, we used to have a, a closer core of family sure. around you. And for us, my mom was eight hours away. His mom was five, four hours away. You know, it's like they're not yeah. right there. And at a time, I know, we didn't have cell phones. <laughs> we didn't even mm, sure, have yeah. really email so much. I mean, it was starting to be a thing. I'm dating myself very, very much here on the air. But, um, you know, to have someone in your corner, like you are for women going through this really beautiful, transforming time in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it really, it really is a transformation. And um, having someone, yeah, to walk beside you through that is, um, you know, it's a discipleship kind of ministry in that way. Yeah. So, Stephanie, another term that people probably have heard is a midwife. So, how is a doula different than a midwife? What's what's the yeah. distinguishing features there? Yeah, that's a great question. So, a midwife is medically trained. Okay. Um, just um, like a doctor, only they have just they have different paradigms of how they approach the process of birth. Um, and so, those are both medically trained individuals. And um, so, I work as a doula both in home birth settings and in hospital settings. And in our hospitals here, we have both um, doctors and midwives attending birth. Um, so I'm working with uh, a multitude of professionals. But anyway, the difference between a doula and a midwife is that I am not medically trained. Gotcha. Um, yeah, so I'm trained to understand the process of birth and what's going on. Um, and I have a sense of the hormonal um, interchange that's playing out and what's going on with the body and the um, bone and bone structures and uh, muscles. And soft tissue, I'm, I'm trained in those things, sure. but that's just kind of an addition to being a support, like an emotional support. Gotcha. Okay. So now, as you're doing this, it's a beautiful ministry. Is this something that just is kind of pretty universally accepted by hospitals and by, by people in the culture? Like, uh, what a wonderful thing to do. Or do you find pushback at times yeah. in, in the that's, work that you do? Yeah. That's a really great question. And if you had asked me 10 years ago when I first started... Um, I would have given you a different answer. Hmm. So that I've seen an evolution in my community of the Duluth area um, where <clears throat> doulas were um, sometimes went in very into their role um, into a birthing setting um, in a kind of guarded um, way. And sometimes there was some animosity between um, the medical team and the doula because the doula was in the... Um, you know, it's high, it's, I'm hired as an independent contractor by my clients. Okay. And so I go in with them. Um, and uh, so the difference now is um, I am 
we see the doulas being more collaborative, being able to be more collaborative in a medical setting. Um, and so the hospitals are um, creating space for doulas to um, to work with them and in, in tandem with the medical professionals. And, That's yeah. fantastic. So is it just a change of mentality out there or what? Absolutely. It is a change in mentality. And it's also... Um, you know, it's it's um, the market too. The market of supply and demand. We have women who are choosing to hire doulas, and then they choose their hospital, um, and they're going to choose a hospital that is more open to the fact that they've hired a doula. Um, and there's we have two hospitals in the area, and it just seems like there's this kind of um, natural competition where one one started to be more open to doulas, and then the other one kind of responded mm. because the because the community was asking for it. That's a really, really great example of uh, free market economies. (laughs) You could teach an economics class maybe or be a speaker. (laughs) Well, I'm really interested though. Uh, We have about three minutes to break and uh, to really unpack how has helping families through the miracles of birth really impacted your spiritual life? Yeah, well, um, when I uh, reflect on birth and the more I learn about how the body works and how emotions work in relationships, um, like the uh, intimacy of the spousal relationship, how these all interplay through um, childbirth, pregnancy, and human sexuality, and all of that, I began, I I have this new um, understanding or vision or perspective of the heart of a loving father who Mm. created us. Mm. Um, and, it, and it's hard to explain. It's one of those, <clears throat> it's a mystery. And I feel like I've been invited deeper into a mystery. Um, and so then my prayer life is affected by that because I, I, I can fathom a little bit more about the Father's love for me. Stephanie, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm intrigued by this because, um, you know, what, there are, there are like we talked about earlier with uh, pregnancy, like there's a lot of times women will have a vision of what pregnancy is supposed to be like, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out that way, right? And yeah. that can be a difficult thing. And I think it, the same is true for many women in terms of, of childbirth. Like, I, yeah. you know, I, like I know uh, my wife, you know, when we went into it, she's like, I want to have a natural birth. And then she had complications and she had to get some, some uh, medications. And, and um, it's not an uncommon thing that I've heard that a woman will have things not go the way she wanted them to go. And you have a doctor who's trained to take care of the medical necessities of it. You have people who love them and care about them that, that want to support them, but they also don't have the broader perspective of this particular scenario, right? And so you're kind yeah. of specifically situated to be someone who, um, who knows what this situation is like and how, to, how I can support someone in this particular context. I think that's kind of remarkable. Yeah, yeah, it really is an um, an honor to be in that place with families because it's a very, very vulnerable place for them to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's um, really, um, Pope Francis talks about accompaniment, mm. and um, I really, really like that, and I, and I think that that really speaks to what I do, that you're walking with someone. When something goes wrong, um, just um, providing a calm presence. Mm. Yeah. Um, I- just helps them rest. And doing so with a certain expertise as well. Like, you've probably been with women in a lot of different situations where things didn't go the way that they'd hoped, and you can, you can have a longer vision 
of it versus someone who's just like situated there in that moment for the first time in their lives and they don't know how to process this. And um, I don't know, it just seems like you've got an expertise and a caring that, that would be really valuable in that setting. Yeah, and so we'd love to talk more about that, uh, Stephanie, when we come back from the break. You know, just this spiritual sense, this uh, relationship that you build with your clients um, is a real powerful thing. So on the other side of the break, we're going to talk more with Stephanie Winter about being a doula. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. My name is Carrie Jans. I'm from Holy Angels Parish in Moose Lake, Minnesota. What I love about Real Presence Radio is that I'm able to start each day by waking up and tuning in and hearing the Word of God, daily Mass, Catholic teaching, and honest, true, real news. Real Presence Radio teaches our faith on the radio every day, throughout the entire day, in your car, on your phone, at your job, wherever you are able to tune in. It is a wonderful way to guide you through passing on the faith to your children, grandchildren, and anyone who has questions that you might be able to tune them in to Real Presence Radio. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. Please support this wonderful radio station, Real Presence Radio, because we need to keep this on the air so that we can continue to pass on the faith and support our Catholic churches. Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sappo from Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers vision therapy services for children and adults. Symptoms of poor reading comprehension, headaches, tired eyes, and poor coordination can be indicators of eye movement conditions which affect reading and learning. Eye movement disorders are often undetected by school vision screenings and regular eye exams. For more information about how vision therapy can help treat these conditions, our website is www.lumen.vision. This is Deacon George Logering from St. Mary's Cathedral in Fargo. We are all called to evangelize, but one does not need to be a Bible scholar to share an evangelization. My wife Marilyn and I see RPR Radio as an easy and effective way to share in spreading the good news of the gospel. That is why we, along with others, already gave challenge money up front. I am inviting everyone listening to join us with your generous gifts. May God bless each and every one of you. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right. Well, we are continuing on our conversation with Stephanie Winter. Stephanie is a doula out of Duluth, Minnesota. And uh, Stephanie, you've got someone with you this morning, too, don't you? I do. Yep. I brought along um, a, a, a dear friend of mine. and um, We've been friends for several years. Um, Katie Lisi. Katie is a new doula, and she's in training, and um, I've been serving as her mentor. Well, great. Good morning to you, Katie. Good morning. So you have apparently felt a similar call that Stephanie has felt of, of becoming a doula, being this, uh, this special, unique, and you know, incredibly valuable support for women and families as they're um, going through this miracle of childbirth. And um, you know, Tell us a little bit about what's prompted that in you. 
Sure. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And I am so grateful to Stephanie to have her as a mentor. She is a very just graceful and knowledgeable and gentle um, doula and gentle to me, too, as a doula in training, baby doula. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, just a little bit about myself. Um, uh, I'm married to Bob Lisi, and we've been married for 18 years. And we moved to Duluth shortly after um, graduating from college, and um, both of us are from Wisconsin. And so when we moved here, we didn't know anyone at all, not even, didn't have any relatives. And I was newly pregnant uh, with our oldest. Um, We have six children, ages 17 to four. Awesome. Um, So, yeah, we came here to Duluth, and we're just like, we got to find a doctor. We have to find, you know, that circle that's going to help us have this baby and um yeah we just got in touch with a a natural childbirth class and and that kind of took us down a completely different path of you know how to have this baby Mm. um so we went under the care of a midwife i heard you mention that before Mm -hmm. and um had all six of our babies with the same midwife um so uh, one second, please. Sure. Yes. Sorry about that. Um, yeah. And so <laughs> my youngest is mom life. Yeah. I get it. I, <laughs> I try to have a conversation with my wife, and it's it's. I mean, there's not a full sentence that comes out on any given conversation. No, it's like, it hold is, on, go, go get that first. Go that. <laughs> it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Did Love you hear? It. I was asked for a snack. Yes, I need something to eat. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally get it. So. It is. It is the ten o'clock hour. <laughs> It is. It is mid-morn. Yes, we are all needing snacks right now. Yeah, so that's just a little bit about myself. We moved here, and and yeah, the rest is kind of history with having um, our six babies with a midwife. And and so because of that, um, I just kind of, you know, my youngest is now entering school and just kind of been thinking, like, Huh, just reflecting back of, of this journey here of both Bob and I and growing our family and who has really been, you know, my support. And um, listen, I did not even think we would have a midwife as, you know, a care provider for mm-hmm. our babies. And it was Bob, my husband, who really, um, you know, saw that strength inside of me and said, this is something that I think that you can mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. and you will grow and we're going to, you know, we're going to go do this together. Wow. So it was a beautiful journey of him seeing a strength in me that I, I really did not know existed. That's wow. that complimentary, you know, where God picks out our, our spouse, our mate, you know, a helpmate. Yes. It's, so. it's definitely grace. It's, it's a grace <laughs> from God that uh, you're receiving through your, you know, not just your work, but through uh, the, the incredible, beautiful support that yeah. your husband recognizing those gifts. We need other people to point out our gifts and strengths because, you know, we can be our own worst critic, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so to have those beautiful people in your lives, I mean, my husband mm-hmm. is, oh, my rock, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is really beautiful. Yeah, as a quick aside, so my actual... Uh, regular job is uh, director of marriage and family life for the diocese of Fargo. And I just mm-hmm. want to do a quick little shout out for all husbands, especially out there, like uh, husbands and wives, both. We have a power that we don't realize in building mm-hmm. up our spouses and, mm-hmm. and recognizing the gifts and strengths and, and showing our belief 
in one another that mm-hmm. is unparalleled. There's no one else in our lives that has that same sort of gift. And a lot of times we don't tap into it. So just a little mm-hmm. plug there, because that's, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful story, Katie, about how your husband recognized that in you. And it's become something that, it's becoming something that I get the sense is going, is, is incredibly life-giving. And it's a sort of emergence of, of a unique aspect of you that you might've been unfamiliar with before. Right. Amen. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's kind of what I'm, just a thrust of what I'm taking into um, being a doula, too, mm-hmm. is, you know, we, we see we see things differently in women um, than they might not know themselves. And so to be able to pull out those strengths and, and grow on those as they're growing that beautiful baby within, um, yeah, that's that's just what is really drawing me into this mission. Hmm. And, and that is so true. And maybe, Stephanie, you could speak to this uh, because, yeah. you know, there is this paradoxical concept going on where you're empowering women, but yet women are having to really surrender themselves, you know, <laughs> and giving this child. Uh, I mean, there comes to a point like there's... There's nothing you can do to prevent something. <laughs> you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. But can right. you kind of speak to like some of those particular experiences that stood out to you in that way? Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> the idea of um, well, so the word empowerment is kind of a buzzword right mm-hmm. now in right. culture, and so I, even though I use it on in my marketing, um, what I what I mean for me personally <clears throat> is finding. Uh, and pointing out strengths in women um, and, and even in their, their spouses to help support them. Like, you have this strength that you can help support your wife in this moment. Mm-hmm. Because not only are we doulas to women, but we we know that they need their husbands. And sometimes their husbands just need someone to give them permission to do whatever it is that needs to be done. You know, like, you can step in here. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Um, go into this space with your wife. Um, anyway, um, yeah, so this empowerment, this encouragement, this um, building confidence and revealing to people their strengths, um, that's what I mean by by empowerment. Yep. And so, um, but then the surrender is, the ne- it's just necessary. It's really, you know, it, just like our spiritual life um, and our walk with the Lord, we have to surrender. <laughs> like, we have to take our steps forward when we're invited but then there has to be a certain surrender, too. So it's like this interchange between um, using our own will to move forward in whatever we're called to at the same time as we're surrendering. So it's like this. I like to call it a dance. Like the mm-hmm. Lord is our this best dance partner that anybody could ever have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think St. Paul, I, I can't quote the scripture, but, you know, just that strength in our weakness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. just like... It's it is so powerful when we can just let go in total trust, you know, to our Lord that He's going to handle those difficult situations. And during the break, I kind of mentioned that you know we had had our oldest son, and um, I, I wanted everything natural. It ended up being everything complicated two weeks before induced because I thought he was hydrocephalic, you know, and all this yeah. stuff that um, just wasn't like well, this isn't what I kind of hoped for, dreamed about. And then we're holding this absolutely perfect little baby. I mean, he could not have been cuter or more perfect. And then we have the doctor come in and say, oh, we need to rush him for a CAT scan because part of his brain's missing. And it's just like, 
what? I wish mm. I had a doula, <laughs> you know, yeah. who yeah. could have helped me in that emotional time. Definitely my husband and I, close and deep in our faith, we felt a calm. And then luckily his godfather was a pediatrician, so we knew who we were going to talk to uh, next. <laughs> yeah. But not uh, everybody has that, you know, and to have that support system, you know, for the dad too, mm-hmm. you know, um, this is a pretty incredible big time event for them as well you know and for you to walk with them right right and it's not about taking anyone's pain or suffering away oh heavens no walking with them through it right right and acknowledging acknowledging what it is they are experiencing yeah i'm so we just have a couple minutes left but I'm, i'm curious for both of you if there's a particular experience or grace that has stood out to you uh, from the work that you've been invited into. Uh, Stephanie, you first? Well, I think, um, if it's okay with Katie, I think we'll share the same story. Okay, sure, yeah. Oh, sure. Because yeah. both of us came to the same story when we went over the over this ahead of time. Um, so when Katie um, agreed to start working with me, um, one of my first clients that came on after that, um, she came... Uh, Katie went into this interview with me um, for this client, and we met her, and she was as broken as can be, mm. but also so open to some to whatever was going to happen. Mm. Um, yeah, and then um, we worked with her, and beautiful things happened, and we saw this transformation in this mom. Mm. Um, yeah. Would you like to elaborate on that, Katie, and your experience as well? Yes, I can. So, um, yeah, I came to the day of um, this baby's entrance into the world, and um, she asked for music in during the labor process, and, and that is a lovely thing to add into labor, um, but she asked for Christian music, and so I just put on, um, you know, the Christian music station, the local one, and it was so amazing what happened in that room. Like, we invited Jesus into that space of birth, and um, he transformed that hospital room into a very holy place. You know, yeah. And um, her every every contraction, every breath, um, just became like this praise song. <laughs> and it was just it, because that was playing in the background. Wow. And both Stephanie and I, we just kept on taking turns, you know, aiding her, um, providing comfort measures, um, you know, wiping wiping the sweat, um, you know, helping her in and out of the tub or, or squeezing her hips or whatever. But all of that was done in just that spirit wrapped around that birth, you know, the Holy Spirit. And it was, it was so powerful. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Every child is a gift from God. Yeah. Uh, he is just. Uh, and he's present. He's there. Yeah. He is, yeah. he is with that soul forever and ever, hopefully. And, and thank you for bringing them in to yeah. the world in such a beautiful way. Yeah. Well, thank you both so much for, for being on with us this morning, but also for entering into that sacred space with, with so many people. I know that they are, are deeply enriched by it. So that's, that's fantastic. Thank you. I'm deeply enriched by it. Thank you for having us. Well, absolutely. So thanks for taking the time for being with us this morning. We are we are going to have to step away. So uh, we're going to come back with more Real Presence Live on the other side of this break. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Daily 